This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Trelor, and I am the host of Raw Beauty Talks. We're taking you behind the highlight reel of the world's biggest influencers and wellness gurus to get a raw glimpse of what beauty, health, and wellness look like in today's world so that you can feel your absolute best in your body and in your life. Before we start today's show, I just want to take a second to check in with you. We're going to do the checkup from the neck up. And I know this is a podcast and you can't actually respond back right now, but I do want you to take a second to just tune into yourself and to notice where you're at today and to just really be honest with yourself. Is today a good day? Does it feel hard? Is there a little bit of anxiety there? Is there sadness showing up for you? And I want you to remember that no matter what's coming up for you right now, no matter what's showing up for you, that you're normal and you're human. And one of the most beautiful parts of being a human being is that we have the capacity to feel so many different things. I think sometimes we have this pressure put on us to always be happy or to always feel our best or always feel well and vibrant and all of these things that we talk about on the show. And yet, as a health coach, I also know that I have hard days too. I think we have to be realistic on this journey towards health and wellness, that the end goal is not some perfect image of vibrant strength and power, but that perfection in health and wellness is also going to include some low days, some sad days, some gray days, all the things in between. And that's human. That's normal. I'm really excited to be adding a new little segment onto some of our episodes where I'm going to answer questions from you. I want to know where things are feeling challenging, what's feeling hard, what is a struggle, where emotion is coming up, where you feel blocked, where your relationship is at with your body right now. You can share your questions by just sending me a DM on Instagram. That's where I am most of the time. So you can click the link down below, go to at Raw Beauty Talks and just send me a DM. Let me know if you had a one-on-one session with me as a health and wellness coach, what would you ask me? We're going to be picking some of our questions and I'm going to answer them at the end of some of our episodes so that I have a chance to really continue to support you in a more meaningful way. All right, send me a quick little DM with your question and I'll do my best to answer as many of them as I can on one of our upcoming shows. All right, today's conversation It's maybe, it doesn't sound like the sexiest of topics, but oh my God, it is something that we all want to, need to understand, and that really can transform our overall health and wellness. We're going to be talking about something called the vagus nerve. It really is one of the fundamental components of our nervous system. So if you're somebody who's ever dealt with anxiety or depression, or you find that you struggle with mood regulation... This is a topic that you are going to want to know about. In this episode, Michelle Cambolis is joining me yet again. She's one of my favorite guests on the show. And we're going to talk about what the vagus nerve is and how you can strengthen and tone it to support and nourish your overall nervous system. As somebody who struggled with anxiety for my whole life, I feel like there has never been a more timely moment for this conversation. I know with the women that I'm talking to right now, there is a lot of stress after coming through the pandemic. And so 
As always, I want to ensure that you have as much information and as many tools as possible to support you in your wellness. What I love specifically about this conversation around the vagus nerve is that a lot of the tools that are supportive of this fundamental piece of our health and wellness, they're really simple to implement. So make sure you tune in until the end because Michelle's got so many goodies for us. Another thing that I wasn't anticipating in this conversation is that Michelle, as always, comes to the table with so many evidence-based practices and so much information that is straight from the book. But if you've met her or had the opportunity to work with her, you know that she takes such a holistic approach to health and wellness. She always comes across as being very calm and collected and grounded. She just has this beautiful presence about her. But when we recorded this specific episode, like any human being, she was going through a moment of overwhelm. She just finished her PhD dissertation. She's been working with individuals and carrying a full caseload throughout the course of the pandemic. And she has just finished writing her book, which is set to be released this fall. So she's had a few things on her plate, to say the least. I asked her a question that ultimately led to tears and some emotion. And I think because of this, it really truly is one of my favorite episodes that I've done with her. We get to see a side of Michelle that doesn't often show up in her practice, but that really highlights the fact that all human beings, no matter whether you have a PhD or books that you've written, you know, we're all human beings. We all feel overwhelmed in moments. And that that really, truly is okay. If you haven't met Michelle yet, she is a meditation teacher, a registered therapist, a PhD candidate in mind-body medicine, and an acclaimed author and speaker who's been practicing for more than 20 years. She has an unshakable belief in our capacity to self-heal and thrive. We're going to be talking today all about the vagus nerve, what it is, why you need to know about it, and most importantly, tools to support you in nourishing this incredible part of the human body. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Robbie Detox. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. Friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. Over. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. I know that you've got just a couple things on the go right now. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. I finally finished my PhD dissertation <gasps> last night at nine o'clock. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. Just birthing that and a book all at the same time. It's a lot. It's been a lot. And then Stamos got COVID. Oh, no. And you've been so careful over there. Incredibly careful. He's been so careful. He hasn't really seen friends. So there was this whole trauma around it. So you didn't get it, though. I had to be in quarantine for two weeks, Erin. <laughs> I will say in some ways that really allowed you the space to dive into all the things you're working on. Yes. Without like many options, alternative options. Honestly, it it slammed me down to the mat. I had to face so much, like whatever unfinished business emotionally just showed up within that Mm -hmm. period. We go through life and we, we think we've, we're sort of vibing with ourselves. Yeah growing and making the right choices and and we're always doing the best that we can and then trauma will just kind of take life to a standstill or put life in a standstill and force you to look at the conditions that you've created in your own life Mm. and it's a massive wake-up call and so uncomfortable so painful but so important and necessary and growth producing I mean, I feel like that's been the theme of the last year and a half for so many people is this like forced standstill that we've been in. And then you're in quite a traumatic experience with the global pandemic and like the cultural revolution. Everything was just shaken up and it continues to pour over into all the things. I think that my awakening was delayed because (laughs) of COVID, I've been focusing my attention on the needs of other people and really supporting the mental health of clients and friends and people in the community. And (laughs) for me, this developmental period of really looking at the conditions in my own life is a little bit latent. So I can't even imagine you being in it, like you're always so calm and wise and steady. Like, what does that look like for you? Like a lot of emotion. Like crying or anger, all of it. Yeah. And it's still like right there. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Aw, I wish I could give you a hug right now. You know, I mean, this is, we want to see what is there to be felt. We want to kind of open to all of it. You know, that steadiness is just one condition to be, you know, in this other phase of feeling big, big, big emotions. Mm-hmm is super challenging, but at the same time, I can observe it and be with it and make room for it just because of practice. Yeah. Here we are. It's going to have a beginning and a middle and an end. So let's just be with it and, and not make it more than it needs to be and not create a huge story around it. Yeah. I mean, you've literally been holding people up and walking beside them and holding their hand amidst like everything that they've been going through while birthing a book and finish finishing your PhD dissertation. And I feel like you would be some sort of superhuman and not in a good way. Like let's not make that into something that we're striving to be to not come out with some tears and bruises and scratches and like you're a human being. And so, and what example would that be if, you know, I didn't make room for my own pain? Yeah. That's part of living an authentic life is being able to just honestly be with and share instead of, you know, covering up in order to appear as someone who has it all together all the time. <laughs> Nobody does. That's not even Nobody healthy or, yeah. <laughs> like we have this idea that tears or feeling anger or that those are bad things or weakness. And I just think it's, we've got to shift our our narrative around that because it's not at all. It's part of human existence. And when we fear it and don't allow it to express, it's like we stop that wave from ever flowing through us. And as you said, like it will come and rise and fall, but if we don't allow it to rise, then it never has the opportunity to fall either. Yeah. And that's where we are asleep in our own lives when we're denying the emotion, when we're not allowing it fully and investigating and making room for it, then it finds a place within our psyche and our body. And then life feels less clear. We have less access to our own essence and the true self. And so this is the hard work of being human. And it is uncomfortable. I think there's so much value in just, you know, not even hearing from Michelle, the therapist and counselor and mind body practitioner and writer and author and speaker and all meditation teacher and all these things that you are. And you're also a human being who is (laughs) having a moment and that's okay. That's okay. And I think there's a lot of power in that. I mean, this is part of the coming together and being honest and human with one another and just showing up as we are. That's what Raw Beauty Co. is all about, right? It's all about, we've got space for you when you're in that moment of joy and we've got space for you in that moment when you're like, it's all falling apart over here. Oh my God. (laughs) And I love that we can do that for one another. Yeah. 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 You're the best at holding space for that. So Michelle is here today to join me for a conversation about the vagus nerve, this part of our body 
is one of the biggest pieces in regards to our overall health and well-being. It's being talked about a lot right now. You want to know what the vagus nerve is and how it relates to your mental health, your overall well-being. And Michelle's here to talk to us all about it. Thank you for being here. I'm happy to be with you today. I need, I, maybe I need some tissues. <laughs> Before we go any further, can you just clarify? Is it vagus nerve, vagal nerve? I'm hearing both terms used often. So it's vagus nerve. I do hear vagal nerve as well. And yes, you probably are already doing so many things in order to strengthen and tone the vagus nerve. Can you tell us a little bit more about it and why it's it's such an important piece of our overall well-being? Yes. What it comes right down to is this, we want to be in our highest well-being And we're learning that the vagus nerve plays a really important role. And in learning about our body on a functional level, we can start to attune to it, um, give our body what it needs so that we can emotionally and spiritually actualize. Yes. And it's a very complex system that we're really only now truly beginning to understand, especially with the amount of research that's happening in terms of trauma treatment and the impact of trauma on the body. But in a nutshell, the vagus nerve is a super highway and it coordinates our mind-body system. And it's like a, a cabling system with nerve pathways that originate in the brainstem and, and extend all the way down through the tongue, the pharynx, the vocal cords, the organs, and the gut. And it controls so much in terms of our health and our well-being. It it controls stomach acidity, heart rate variability, glucose balance, gallbladder, kidney function, the list is long. So it's like this masterful system coordinating our mind-body health. It's tied directly or indirectly to our nervous system. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Especially our parasympathetic nervous system, the calming aspect to our nervous system. So it's like a regulatory relationship, really supporting our ability to show up in our body in a calm and focused way. So it really, it dictates our felt experience. So tell us a little bit about that balance of stress versus having your parasympathetic nervous system turned on and being in a bit more of that calm state. How does that play into our overall health and wellness? So the goal is not to be in a calm state all the time. The goal is to be able to regulate. And that's where the vagus nerve is such an important system because it it helps us to be able to bounce back from times of stress and difficulty. So when we tend to the vagal system, then the vagus nerve can really help to ensure that um, the messages are moving from the gut to the brain and vice versa in a way where we can bounce back easier. It's really important to understand that we the expectation can't be that we are always in a state of calm. There are moments when that stress response is going to help us through a busy day at work or a challenging conversation that we have, or actually to physically stay safe from getting hit by a car or, you know, something that's happening in our environment. So that stress response turns on. And then what you're saying is the vagal nerve 
would help to initiate that response of turning on and then also to turn off and to move into back into that space of calm after the threat has passed. Now, if it is not toned and working at an optimal level, I imagine those transitions between the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system wouldn't be happening in the way that they need to be happening to support our overall well-being. Well said. So the nervous system and the vagal nerve in particular, it plays a main role in signaling whether we're safe in the world or, or we're in danger. From the moment of our first breath, we're really on a quest to feel safe in our bodies. And the nervous system really carries out that patterning. And so when we listen to it, when we tend to it, when we take a moment to just pause and settle into our body and respond to what it most needs, then we're actually reinforcing its ability to trust us. And it doesn't have to ring as loudly. Those alarm bells don't need to, you know, scream <laughs> before it can readjust and regulate itself. So it's like this really intimate communication system that we just don't want to ignore because when we ignore it, it begins to panic. And so that's where we get anxiety and stomach issues and headaches and ruminating and distress. All of the ways that our body speaks to us, letting us know that it just needs some attention. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about well, first of all, I'm curious to know what are some of the things that can impact the health and well being of the vagal nerve system? So, trauma, physical and emotional trauma, can really affect the nervous system and the vagal nerve in particular. And I'll share a personal example of physical trauma and the impact that it can have. So, I was in LA and I was doing a yoga teacher training, and I can be really competitive. And even though I hadn't done yoga in six months, we were doing camel. So that's a back bend that really stretches the vagal nerve from the front of the chest. And I held it way too deep for way too long. And what I didn't understand at the time is that I was damaging my vagal nerve system and splaying the nerve fibers that protect it. And within about 24 hours, I was completely debilitated. My eyes were blurry. I had a severe migraine. I felt nauseous and like PTSD level panic. And it went on for months. Mm. And I, I was actually starting to wonder whether or not I would fully recover. And so I worked um, really closely with my naturopath and had injections, a saline injection to support the healing of the vagus nerve. But it completely shut down my life for months. Wow. So injury can really be an assault on the vagus nerve and emotional injury too can really impact the patterning of the nervous system and the vagal nerve so that it's in a sense of fight or flight more often. And that inner patterning begins to kind of shape the lens of our whole adult life if we aren't able to do the healing required emotional and or physical healing required in order for it to be well. And would that trauma, that emotional trauma to the vagus nerve be 
something like an unsafe household or even a moment of stress, say there was a car accident or somebody went through something or a parent was sick. And for a year, there was a lot of high stress. Like, could that kind of thing cause the vagus nerve to not be operating at fullest function? Yeah. So a really severe acute trauma or chronic micro traumas impact the patterning of the vagus nerve. Okay. Our nervous system dictates how we get our needs met. If we experience a trauma, the vagus nerve system is in a place of continuously trying to protect us. Wow. Do you think this could start as young as a fetus developing? Like if they were in a traumatic womb? Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Our bodies are so crazy. Okay. So then I'm also hearing a lot about the connection between our mental health, gut health, and this nerve system that essentially connects the two, how our mental health can impact the vagal nerve, which can then therefore play a role in our gut health. And so I'm so fascinated to hear a little bit more about this whole mental health, gut health, vagal nerve connection. It kind of works this way. Under calm circumstances, the bacteria breaks down the food particles and sends messages to the vagus nerve that everything is well. And then the vagus nerve relays this information to the brain, kind of giving it a thumbs up and sending blood to the gut so that digestion can happen. But when we're under stress, the sympathetic nervous system, so that's the part of the fight or flight system, tells our body that it needs to prepare for danger. So when that happens, everything shuts down. It diverts energy and blood supply so that we're no longer processing food. The vagus nerve shuts down. So then it doesn't matter how well you're eating. You could be eating the best diet in the world. But if you have a lot of stress in your life, this dynamic is making it impossible to get the nutrients that you need. Wow. And it makes so much sense when we're in a state of fight or flight, fear, scarcity. The last thing our body's thinking about is digesting the sandwich. It's like, we are in survival mode. We got to run from this quote unquote scenario that we're in right now. And so the fear that is felt is a perceived fear and not necessarily the reality that we are in right now. I remember starting to do work with you and I was you know, in full on postpartum anxiety, panic attacks. And I remember you saying to me, Erin, I want you to just ground into this moment. Like, what do you see? What do you hear? What do you taste? What do you smell? And just bringing me back into the present moment, because the reality was I was completely safe. However, my system wasn't working and was perceiving all of this danger. And So it's so incredible to me that our bodies have this beautiful ability to respond to all the things that come our way in this life. However, we have to acknowledge that our body doesn't always see or know or understand the full picture. Our perceptions dictate our experience. And communicating directly with our body and reassuring it on a regular basis allows us to develop a relationship with our whole mind-body system that is so supportive. And we're under chronic stress. So 
to be able to tend to our body in a way that's deeply reassuring amplifies our life in the most profound way. So if somebody is listening right now and they're like, okay, just survived a global pandemic. There was like a bit of a cultural revolution happening there. The emails were still coming in from work. I'm still seeing all of this stuff on news. That's pretty scary. I feel like my vagal nerve, vagus nerve needs a little support and love to get back to that place where it's fully functioning. What are some things that you know can help us to heal and support it? There are simple, simple actions that you can take throughout the day that will support your well-being in such a profound way. And something as simple as low and slow breathing, focusing on the exhale, really elongating the out-breath activates the vagus nerve. It calms the fight-or-flight system and sends a direct message to your body that you're safe, that everything's okay. That's number one. The breath is always available to you. (laughs) It brings you into this moment. And in this moment, when we arrive into the present, we can see that we're safe, that we're not in danger. So breath work is a great tool. And then there are other things, you know, singing, humming, chanting. There's a method called the VU technique that was developed by Peter Levine, renowned trauma specialist. And the VU technique, it's so easy. We can do it right now together. Just place one hand at the heart, one hand at the belly. You take a low and slow breath in. And when you exhale, you make a VU sound. So it goes like this. And when you're making that VU sound, you send the vibration all the way down the vagus nerve from the throat, the larynx, the gut all the way into the sex organs and the perineum, and it vibrates through the whole vagus nerve, toning its health. Wow. Okay. Everybody, let's do a couple of these together. So even if you're in the car right now and driving or your kids are around, just let go of those fears of like, what is this going to sound like or look like or whatever it is, throw all of that out the window And let's do a couple of them all together right now. Okay. So a low and slow breath in. Inhale. Sending it all the way down to the perineum. Take a moment to notice the response in the body. Notice the vibration and the sense of presence. Be aware of any, any shift. So it unlocks the freeze response, which is very, very common for women. We move into freeze and that gets held right here in the gut. And that VU process helps to unlock the freeze response. Mm, I love that. I also talk on the five, five, seven pattern of breathing, of breathing in for five, holding for five, 
and then exhaling for seven. And so I love that that's in alignment with what you were saying around elongating your exhale, even spending two minutes, just going and sitting in a space in your home that feels safe. Every bit counts. Yeah, it's cumulative. Our well-being is a cumulative process. So every moment of awareness, every the low and slow breath or mindfully opening to our emotions or cutting the carrots slower, <laughs> you know, hearing the birds. This is really about a dance, cultivating a lifetime of well-being through the art of living. The breath is a big part of that. Can you tell me at all about cold water and the vagus nerve? My cold plunge and my cold, my cold shower burst. Is that helping or am I just crazy? No, you're not crazy. No, it it (laughs) totally activates the vagus nerve and the parasympathetic nervous system. So there's something about that constriction that activates the calming response. It is incredible. I went for a cold plunge a few months ago in English Bay here in Vancouver, and I had no idea what I was getting into. And the level of shock that your body experiences, but you don't have to go to that extreme. You can just dunk your face in cold water and you're activating the vagus nerve. So that has extraordinary payoffs. What I love about so much of the work that we do together is that it's simple little things that can so easily be incorporated in the, the small moments of our life that ultimately, you know, make up the whole story of our life to just come home to our body, to remind it that it's safe and and that it's okay. And it it doesn't have to be hard or expensive or take up hours of our time. No, it's a moment of sacred pause, coming home to ourselves and listening to the essence of what we need in that moment without any desire for it to be different. So we're not chasing a certain state It's about being with all of it and loving our life and our body as it is right now, right here. And that's such a hard one for many people to wrap their mind around. You know, like I'm just not happy with, I'm not comfortable in this body or I'm not comfortable in this job or the space that I'm in. And I get that because I felt that before too. I know it seems impossible in those moments to like, just love yourself or just like accept it or lean in. But It is these little practices that support you in coming home, even if it's just for a moment, whether it's the VU technique or five, five, seven breathing or a meditation or a body scan or eating your food a little bit more slowly that really allows us to to start to create those mental shifts to mirror how we want to feel. I think there's two wings that are required to get this off the ground. So mindfulness is one wing. What am I going to bring to this situation? Okay, first of all, what's happening? What do I need in this moment? And what can I meet this moment with, whether it's breath work or dipping the hands in cold water or singing or humming or chanting or a yoga stretch, whatever it might be. But the other wing is compassion. Unless we're meeting all of these moments with compassion, then whatever action you're taking won't meet its fullest potential. So when we're able to meet whatever's going on for ourselves with compassionate awareness, then 
everything that we're doing can truly take effect. Because mm-hmm. we're loving into ourselves. Okay, I'm not doing this because I want to be better or new and improved or because I'm, you know, suffering and I have to dampen down this emotional experience. This is really a process of loving into our lives with choices that are going to amplify our well-being. I love that. What does self-compassion look like, sound like, feel like when you practice it on yourself? Self-compassion for me means really just sinking into the heart center. And sometimes I'll just put my hand there for a moment and really feel into whatever may be happening within, within my heart. And then I just speak directly to my body and to my core essence. And I'll remind myself, this belongs here too. So sometimes I'll just say this, this too, whatever it is, welcoming all of it. Quite often, I'm worried if I let it come up, I'll drown in it. It'll never go away. It'll be too big. I won't be able to handle it. Yeah. So that's where the awareness of impermanence is so important. Just reminding ourselves that everything has a beginning and a middle and an end. It'll arise, exist, and move on through. I often will say to myself, anicca, and it's a Buddhist word for impermanence. So when I'm really struggling, that's my mantra. Anicca, this too this too, space for all of it. Thank you so much for yet again, carving out time for me and all my millions of questions and for sharing your brilliant depth of knowledge. I know your meditation classes and the work we've done together has been so impactful on everything that I do and my own well-being. If you are interested in learning to meditate, mindfulness, even just like soaking in a little bit more Michelle and her essence and her her story and her practices, I would highly recommend heading over to her website. She has the most amazing Monday meditation program that she runs intermittently throughout the year, pretty consistently. Summer, but we, we have one off. So that's a great way to get your toes dipped in. And then we move into more formal offerings in in September. And we're also going to be doing a 10-week program supporting women to really amplify mind-body health with practices that I've written about in When Women Rise. Amazing. So that will all be coming in the fall? Fall, yes. Okay. So head over to Instagram right now. Follow at Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-1-L Cambolis. We'll make sure we link to it in the show notes so that you get all the updates and, and know everything that's coming down the pipeline. I'm so excited for this next chapter, which is actually a book and this course and everything that is coming our way. So excited to launch the book. Oh my goodness. I I just time to get this baby out. I'm just thrilled to be able to, to share this with, with women. And thank you, Erin, for everything that you're doing to support us and really coming home to our bodies and our well-being. And in so doing, you know, just amplifying our vision for what it means to be whole. Mm. There's nobody that I could imagine, you know, walking this path with and leading the way better than you. So 
If you enjoyed this episode and you found it helpful and you left with a few tips and tricks and things that you would like to try, I would love to hear about it. You can screenshot it and tag at Raw Beauty Talks. I love knowing what resonates with you and uh, seeing how you're taking the tools from these conversations and applying it to your own life. As with everything, take what resonates and leave the rest behind. Thanks so much and I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.